Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, quite a pivotal episode, episode 200. I remember when I first started this, um, I wanted to do 100 episodes and I didn't really think past then. But here we are, four years later uh, and 200 episodes deep and no no sign of slowing down, I guess. I guess there may be a little sign of slowing down. I do an episode once every two weeks now, opposed to once every week um, and on many, many occasions probably for the past year when I come to do them I always say to my wife do you have any podcast <laughs> episode ideas because um, it is quite hard to try and come up with new ones let alone just speak about the same thing but I thought to mark the occasion I would do a, a little bit of a recap I suppose of the past four years um, but even longer than that if you've never listened to an episode before you might get a little bit of insight to where to my journey started, and then I guess I guess where it's going, uh, because things have changed quite quite a lot since the start, and this might be applicable to many people out there who are coaches themselves, or maybe perhaps they want to go into prep coaching, online coaching, or whatever. But when I started this podcast, it was just a means of trying to just put out information, uh, free information that could help people that maybe. Um, were in my shoes years ago that just create a platform that I would kind of go, if I listened to it, man, I'd say, wow, I wish I had that years ago. And then obviously it turned into a means to, to kind of showcase a little bit of education uh, for prospective clients and whatnot. Uh, and then it just got into something that I just enjoy doing. And what's uh, what's funny is that I, I'll record these episodes, I publish it, I do the Instagram post that says, like, you know, episode whatever, and then, and then I forget about it. And I forget about it for the next two weeks until it comes around to do another episode again. But what I find amazing is that 99% of the people that come on a consultation call will typically tell me they listen to this. Or I'll go to a show and I'll drive for that show maybe anywhere between five to seven hours down south from where I live in Scotland. And someone will grab me like backstage or they'll um, they'll grab me at the front and they'll be like that, oh, are you that guy that does give it the beans? Are you you've on? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I love love your podcast or whatever. And that's um always amazing to hear that for as much as it's something that's just so part of the routine that I guess I kind of forget doing that th- those episodes that I've done in the past that are hugely invaluable, I would say, um, are still being listened to, are still being used by coaches or by competitors or athletes out there to improve their own journey and to whatnot. And that's exactly the reason why I've done it. I looked back on um the first episode, which was the 6th of September 2019 uh, to then now, obviously, four years later. On the, I'm recording this 25th of September. When I decided I would do this, I was literally on holiday in Mexico with my fiancé. And I just thought, I was on a balcony, I just thought, I'm going to do a podcast. And I went on Amazon and I ordered a microphone and, and all that jazz um, at the time. I didn't really know like what what it would do or what it would become at that time. Was I competing? Uh, no, I had was still in the mindset of like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure uh, if I would or not. However, there was an inkling, right? So I'd done a photo shoot that year and I'd hired Callum, Callum Raystrick. For those of you who know, I'm Callum Pro Coach. Now um, at the time, I'm sure he was CR Physique at the time, maybe it was Callum the Muscle Matters, I can't really remember, but anyway, we decided to go ahead with the show in 2020, and as you know, the shit show that COVID happened, that um, that was the only show 
that went ahead prior to lockdown, the rest of that year came after that I did was fab after that. It was kind of like COVID and lockdown, I guess there was an opportunity that I did more episodes of the podcast. You go back to that first year, 2020, 2021, um, during lockdown, I'd record sometimes like three episodes a week with different guests because everyone was in their house. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then again, the next year, what to come back and what to do a British and what to try and win it and stuff like that. And that was actually my kind of last season and I think probably the last ever that I competed was 2021, having doing seven shows in total and winning, I think, five of them. Uh, just that drive and desire to do it changed significantly when uh, our firstborn came around in 2021 after a couple of months after the season finished and um, then as of more recently this year our second born uh, January 2023 so two really close two under two uh, they just really changed significantly my, my priorities in bodybuilding and I uh, would rather than to continue to pursue success in my own journey I've, I've just continued my coaching career and try to kind of live that success vicariously through each and every single one of um each and every single one of my clients, and it's uh, it's been a phenomenal journey, phenomenal journey. If I was to go back till um, the very start before I, long long before I did this podcast, long before podcasts were even a thing, I started becoming. I was a personal trainer, fully qualified uh, in twenty thirteen. I worked at the Fairmont Hotel in St Andrews, which um, if you're not listening to this podcast and you think of Scotland, mostly you'll know where St Andrews is. I stay twenty five minutes away from there. Started. Uh, as I got my qualification, decided, nah, that fuck it, that's it. I'm gonna do my one at one business in my hometown, which is Dundee, Scotland. Big pure gym there. That's where I wanted to go. That was a big thing uh, at the time. Played basketball and lifted weights, but didn't do bodybuilding. It was just more like wanted to maintain quite a lean physique. Uh, didn't really want to get strong. Didn't really wasn't really interested in working with people that wanted to compete or anything like that. Just wanted to be busy and like as any sort of anyone coming out of uni, wanted to earn a bit of money. So, managed to build a pretty busy and successful one-to-one PT business. At the start, I worked for you know worked hours for a pure gym like many PTs do, and then after a year of that, decided to go rent freelance, whatever you want to call it, and that means that you pay the gym money. I think at the time it was like four hundred quid uh, a month to the gym, which might sound like a lot, but remember, as a PT, if you're charging um, each, you know, at the time, let's say you're charging someone. For a block of sessions, a couple hundred pound a month. That was just two clients, um, really a month, two hours worth of work a week that covered your rent. Pure gym, you'd need to give them fifteen hours. That's probably changed way like a lot since then. But it made made sense that the fifteen hours I worked for them, I could just fill and earn a bit more money. And I guess it was as I did that, and I suppose had a bit more free time on my hands to plan my own training and to take care of myself a bit more. Because when I was on shift, I was doing like. I'd go in and I'd do my own clients from 6am till 1, meet in 1 till 2, train 2 till 4, shift 5 till 10. You know, and that was a, as, no wonder why I, I wasn't big and I was losing weight and could kind of get away with eating whatever the fuck I wanted. But when that all stopped and I was able to say like, right, no, I start at 6 but I'm finished for 2 and I train in between or whatever, then things changed. Ali actually, for those of you who don't know, is a lifestyle coach under the, the brand. Um, he... He competed in 2015, I think it was. I asked him, I says, what was it like? Was it worth it? And he says, yeah, he'd recommend it. So I decided, boom, I'm going to go for that. 
2016, got myself a coach. Uh, worked with a opposing coach as well at the time. Well, Joe Parrish, but he's definitely not a opposing coach anymore. And then the journey into bodybuilding began. And that's where I kind of decided when, who I wanted to work with and where I wanted to go. At the time, I think everyone, we all think this, we're all naive. We're thinking, oh, fuck, I want to be a pro and I want to do this, I want to do that. But then you realise just what it takes. And over the years, you realise like some people are blessed with certain genetics and you see what pros actually look like and potential pros look like. You go, right, that's not realistic. Um, but I, I just wanted to win a bodybuilding show. Eh? I wanted to be a bodybuilder. So I started off in men's physique. Didn't place in that. Again, as I'm, do, as I'm doing this through 2016, 2017, I'm still doing the one-to-one PT, but I'm also doing online coaching. That's when that had kind of just uh, just started, I guess. Uh, after I competed in 2017, I started doing a little bit of online. Didn't place that men's physique show, hated bodybuilding, said I'd never fucking do it again. Uh, which was just strange, but it was really that after that doing that show that I started working with competitors. I got my first uh, female client, first ever client, really wanted to compete on stage. She did UKBFF Masters bikini, didn't place, but then that led to the following year. Um, one of my one of the original gangsters, Chris Bain, he he came on board then to do his junior season. Clara came on board, and a few others. And that started all. I always say to people that want to be a prep coach, you know, like you have to have a few clients that you kind of luck of the draw that are just destined for greatness. And you put the if you put the effort in with them, then they're they're gonna they're gonna be good over the years. So, twenty eighteen, continued to sort of I did one thing. I grew. I worked with James Muscle Matters. I did all the education courses and and all that you can think of. Still did online coaching. Twenty nineteen rolls around. Few more clients that want to step on stage. Clara goes again. Chris goes again. A couple of men's physique guys get some decent results, uh, and it's it just started to build over that, didn't it? Twenty twenty comes around, or sorry, midway through twenty nineteen, decided I kind of was busy enough online, and I'd whittled my one to one sessions down to I think it was like thirteen a week. I was paying that for for the gym at this point. And the rest were obviously online. And in between my one-to-one sessions, I'd go in the assessment room and I'd just do online check-ins. So it got to October 2019 and I decided, uh, fuck this. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. So I went fully online as November that year. Managed to build up a client base. Got, got myself... Um, I already had a little bit of reputation, I suppose, in the industry by that point. I think I was VW Physique, definitely. To start off with, I was VWPT. Midway through 2018, rebranded to VW Physique, and then so went through the online end of 2019. Uh, built up, built up enough of a client base that in 2020, 2020 when COVID hit, I lost 22 clients in a month. Which I'm not gonna lie, at any other time I would have shot myself. But like everyone, you just adjusted, managed to pick back up. Uh, 2020 was my best sort of successful financial personal year ever, even with the gyms happening. Um, so I was doing something right because I started doing all the business courses and that that you did like Mark Coles and things like that. Learned a hell of a lot in regards to like online coaching is not just online coaching. You need to know about marketing, lead generation, websites, newsletters, etc., etc., etc. And then that's kind of suppose get. I just wanted to survive in twenty twenty. I wanted to work with more people at the time. Vito Physique was all about helping people become a quote-unquote elite version of ourselves, and, and and the sort of the brand, the mission was to become known for the best, um, the best brand in the UK for for elite body transformations. And elite body transformations was very vague. It covered a variety of um, gen pop, photo shoot, comp prep, blah blah. And that was fine. It was successful for a period of time, 
until really it got to 2022 when um, about halfway through the year I started my client base started falling off and I guess the content I was putting out was more in alignment with the competitors and in, in, internally I, I wanted to just have that if I could have a roster full of competitors that would be the um, the, the, the dream for me and what I wanted to do and what I'd work with and if um, I guess I, I had a little bit of an internal battle of I wanted to do it but uh, I wasn't willing enough to take the jump but then there came a point in, right before Neo was born 2023 but I thought you know every every jump that I've made from going fully self-employed to then going freelance to then going fully online it always paid off so I decided to do it in, in 2013 and just specialise in competitors in their first or third year and here we are you know, this has been by far the most successful year ever for me in regards to um level of results now that doesn't mean that it's been like the most the year i've put the most people on stage i think actually by the end of the year i'll only have put 15 people on stage 2022 it was 13 people 2021 it was 15 people now in 2021 out of those 15 people there was only 55 placings right there's been 14 people on stage so far um 16 if you include ali so that's an extra two people and there's been 95 top threes so it just kind of goes to show you the the standard of athletes is growing but also i guess the standard of coaching the athletes are doing more shows too it, uh, you know prep coach uk will never be a brand that uh, puts 50 people on stage in a year that's just never what i'll do and um you know ali will always have a couple but he'll never have as much as myself we'll always i think the max probably in the years to come 20 25 people uh, per year but if they all do three shows then you know you do the math in regards to the placing because every single one of our clients this year is placed you know there's plenty of prep coaches out there that would be a little bit busier work with many many more people but i've been at shows and seen their clients not place and that's not something i you know prep coach uk one of the, the brand vision is that to, to be the best in the uk and if you want to be the best then you got to win you got to place and you got to do it consistently because that's what brings on new people as simple as that it's like if you if you go in a shop window right or how let's say uh, i'll give you an easy easier example on that i like nike trainers right air force ones now nike email me every week so when i want a pair of trainers eventually maybe once a year once every couple of years who am i going to go with nike now I'm, i don't maybe don't open that email right I know that they're getting in touch with the email me and they see their products and you see they're getting updated and all oh, that looks good and that's new. Same thing with prep coaching, right? You got clients every other week, one in, you're emailing potential people, prospective clients, um, new people winning each year or you know different shows or blah blah blah. When the time comes to sign up or buying who they're gonna go with. Hopefully it's prep coach UK. But that takes us to to the tail end of this year. It takes us to now. And uh, I've had the most incredible year in regards to the joy and fulfillment this year has brought me and I guess this year has solidified that that decision that I made back in January to to go um, to just fully, fully prep coach was the right one and uh, one I maybe I want to say I wish I made it sooner but I don't believe I believe everything in life happens for a reason it happens exactly at the right time and when it needed to happen Um so this was just the year that it needed it needed to go and and yeah 
the season's by all means not over. Still got uh, got got back to back weekends at PCA York and then UKFB finals, WNBF finals, and then a couple of a couple of shows thereafter in November with Fabian. And uh, by the tail end of the year, to know that we'll prep go to UK will be a, above one hundred twenty three hundred above a hundred top threes. Sorry, is uh, it's crazy, and that's not like um, me blowing my own trumpet or anything like that. It's it's me just like I'm amazed that. If you t- told me back in 2016, okay, you know, in seven years' time, this is what you'll be doing, this is what you'll have done in bodybuilding your, your, yourself personally, um, and this is where you'll be going, uh, I probably would have believed you, because at the time, you know, I mean, I'm a very driven person, so yeah, I've, I've put my mind something I'll do it, but part of me still would have been like, ah, pfft, nah, nah, no way, but isn't it amazing how uh, how, how how times change? And how just things happen um, that put you in the direction that you need to to go. And I've met so many people through bodybuilding that um, I've had a, a very much you know big impact on my life. I've met people you know five years ago now, even longer that are still part of my life. I mean, even clients, clients that came on board twenty eighteen that are still around, and uh, that says something because you see that you see someone grow up. See someone go from a junior to a novice to an open. Um, not only that, but if you're training with them and whatnot, you, you actually see them them grow up as an adult, and that's pretty damn cool to be part of. If you ask me where I think I'll be in the next four years, um, I think I'll be doing the same thing. I think I'll probably be doing a bit of business mentoring, a bit of kind of coaching and training of how to be a, a prep coach and doing courses that explain, you know, this is how you prep someone, this is why you refeed, this is how you set up a diet and blah, blah, blah. But I still think that I'll always, I, I love bodybuilding and what it does. So I still, I still think I'll always do that. Um, but I think maybe by that point I might step back a little bit in regards to the total amount of people that I'll work with. Um, but mostly it'll just be the, the, the commitment going to shows, right? So this year... This coming weekend will be show number 19 of the year. So it's an incredible amount of time uh, to be away from home. Uh, of course, April time is uh, a time for me where shows are all like an hour and a half away. So I can kind of get there and back on the same day and I'm not away from home for whatever. Um, but thereafter, uh, after after April, all the shows for me are like a good time away. And if you're traveling with clients, you know, you have to leave the Saturday because... They're getting tanned or whatnot, staying overnight, and obviously the decisions that you need to make overnight as well. They're better made in person, with um, with your your true eye than over WhatsApp. So it's an incredible time time away from home. But I think in the four years time when the boys are at school and you know they have like the little uh, kids like you know rugby games or basketball games or swimming or whatever. Like I want to go and I want to be supportive and. I, I want to be that dad that's just standing at the sideline, just shouting and cheering and and whatnot. That's um, that's definitely where I envisage me to be, and that that's going to require some commitments at the weekends, which will mean my uh, commitment in getting to every single one of those shows is going to step back a little bit, right? So let's say if all clients are doing three shows, are doing three shows each, I'll roughly make it to all three. Uh, let's say in um, in four years' time, I'll maybe make it to one, one or two of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I need to do the dad stuff at home right now. Whilst the boys are wee and they're at nursery, I can do the dad stuff during the week. 
I take my boys swimming, we go to the park, you know, etc, etc. And it's great, but there'll come a time where they're, they're at school and they'll grow up, but at the same time, the mortgage is still going to be paid, right? I'm still going to want to keep doing what I'm doing and, and provide uh, for them. And also just, I, I love what I do. The the work with clients, uh, the moments that I'm there. And this is one, one of the reasons why I fucking love going to shows as well. Um, when I'm there and I'm part of a moment where, you know, I'm backstage or at the side of the stage or whatever, an athlete comes off like just in floods of tears, they're happy, they're emotional, or, you know, I see them grab their wife, their significant other half, their kids come run over and jump on them. Like, being part of that moment, I'm like, I'm, I'll am i remember that forever, but I'm going to be part of this moment for them forever. And, and I guess there's something just surreal in knowing that. And being there makes that moment. Not being at the other end of WhatsApp. Now, of course, there's, there's occasions where I can't physically be there, right? Those occasions this year, I've been on a plane coming back from Dubai, or on one occasion, I had clients competing on the same day in Exeter, and I was in Glasgow. You know, two occasions, two shows, I physically couldn't be there this year, but I had clients competing. Um, but when I when I can get an opportunity to get there, I go, and I wouldn't go to like if there was a bodybuilding show on, and I didn't have any clients in, or I wasn't competing in it, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go watch it. I'd just be bored, right? But when it's my clients that are there and the build up and it's getting closer to the stage and, and it's exciting and you see the look changing, the looks improving and someone's fucking looking wild and I know they're going to win or I know they're going to do well before they go on and they go on and you do maybe you capture it with a videographer or you're just there, you can't, you're just part of the moment um, it's just it's hard to put into words You know, I, I'd love to say that I'm fortunate enough to be in this sort of job that I love but I don't believe in like luck or for, you know good fortune or whatever. I just believe in hard work, and it's taken I suppose ten years to get to this point. And and a lot of people out there will kind of do one show and be working nine to five and think, oh fuck, I want to become an online full full online prep coach. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. I think you have to immerse yourself on the gym floor, work with as many bodies as you can in the first sort of. Well, I mean, look at me. I started at the tail end of twenty thirteen and went fully online six years later. Uh, and only felt confident enough to do so then having worked with hundreds of people having done multiple sort of seminars in person online and all that then competed myself then got more into it of course made mistakes and you learn the more you prep people the more you learn so the first bikini girl that went on stage was 2017 the first athlete and this is now 2023 coming to the tail end of the season that's a good six years later and i've still like this year just learned so much um compared to last year you know, I think back to last year and the year before, I'm like, fuck, like, if I'd known that stuff then, we would have got even better results. But again, it's like everything, everything happens for a reason, and as time goes on, you get better. I think that if you if you can't ever look back and think, and kind of have a little bit of a laugh, like me, me and Chris Ben, we always laugh about that first, like, show and we did and what we done and blah, blah. If you can't have a laugh, like, you're just not getting better. But if you, if you can't look back and cringe, I guess you're not getting better. But that's definitely something that I... Um, I, I feel is is applicable to everything in life but um yeah it's been been a hell of a journey hell of a journey and it's one that I think that I don't see myself ever competing again and I've thought long and hard on that over the years and kind of tortured about it I suppose the tail end of last year and the start of this year and whatnot and I just it's got no drive to do it I've done it and I've done it enough times to 
be able to relate to clients and to be able to um, know exactly where they are when they're you know fucking digging and what it feels like to win on stage and blah blah but the desire to do it myself is gone but the desire to to become a better coach is just so high you know the desire to to be better for them and for them to get results is um something i really struggle to put into words how how driven i'm to because of the amount of joy and fulfillment it gives me and also helps me provide you know a great way of life uh, for for my family uh, and that's kind of my purpose and why i'm here is to is to do that and yeah i know i've probably repeated myself a bunch on this podcast but honestly i just i just fucking love my job i love bodybuilding and i love being able to to speak to you guys if you're listening to this how uh, you've managed to get to this point of the episode like i applaud you because my voice is quite monotonous on these <laughs> on these podcasts but if you um, if you do listen to this if you've been um, part of the 200 episodes whether you've just started listening or you started listening you know four years ago thank you for for tuning in um thank you for being supportive Thank you for coming over at shows and telling me. It's always it's always phenomenal to hear. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honour. Uh, I'm sure this podcast is something I'll continue to do. I can't see myself shutting it down at any point. Um, maybe maybe if uh, maybe if I run out of ideas, but I think by that point I'll end up just repeating myself and repeating myself. Uh, because let's face it, things things change over time. If you looked at the fitness industry back 2019 when I started this to where it's at now. Each year, methods change, methodologies change, training programs change. You know, flavor of the month changes. But if you're wondering what gets you anywhere in bodybuilding, it's just hard work. You know, I think as the years go on, you start to realize that fucking training program for as much as it matters in amateur bodybuilding, it kind of doesn't really. Just train fucking hard and train in some sort of a logical manner, and you'll grow. You know stick to your diet, do your cardio, eat your meals, like, you will get lean, use drugs, use fat burners, like, you'll get conditioned and hard and dry enough in that first stage, it's not complicated, but I think people make it complicated, so, if you do have any, uh, anything else you'd like to hear, any topics you want to hear about in the next 200 episodes, please let me know, but, as it says, thank you for tuning in, um, wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.